I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is Monday, May 22nd, 2023, Anno Domine. Today's top story, Russia has taken Bakhmut on the eastern front of Ukraine as the United States is announcing new war accounting systems. We're going to get into that. Next, Speaker McCarthy saying the FBI will be releasing documents involving Biden and bribery. And finally, a Pentagon explosion hoax, an AI-generated photo that was heard around the world. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Russia claims to have completely taken the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut, but Kyiv is disputing that claim. As the fighting shows no signs of stopping, President Volodymyr Zelensky met with President Biden and other world leaders over the weekend at the G7 summit in Japan, which ended with a joint statement backing Ukraine. CBS News foreign correspondent Deborah Pata is in Kyiv with the latest. President Zelensky has lobbied long and hard for advanced fighter jets. Now, after a sudden about turn in U.S. policy... Washington has agreed to let Western allies supply Kyiv with American-made F-16 jets and will support a joint effort to train Ukrainian fighter pilots on them. Ever the master of powerful symbols, Zelensky used his visit to Hiroshima, which was obliterated by a World War II atomic bomb, to draw comparisons to the devastated city of Bakhmut. So... The devastated city of Bakhmut taken by Russian forces over the weekend. We've now got Zelensky in Japan with Joe Biden talking about F-16s, not coming from the U.S., but coming from the U.K., from other U.S. partners, other NATO forces, obviously, with the U.K. headed over to Ukraine. But it was very interesting over the weekend. We heard this story out of the Pentagon, and specifically Jake Sullivan goes on CNN with Jake Tapper, and we're told there's a new accounting system that's been put in place, a new accounting system. What does this mean? Well, under the old accounting, the, the Biden administration claims, we're being told that that number was inflated because that number included the cost of the equipment sent to Ukraine, as well as the cost to replace that equipment. We're now told that that means the amount of money that the United States has sent to Ukraine is actually half because the cost to the United States is half. And so that's great. You might say, wow, so we only actually spent half the money. It's only been 50 billion instead of 100 billion. Amazing. What does this mean? Does it mean Americans are going to are going to be able to work more? Does it mean that where that inflation is going to go down? Does it mean that government spending is going to go down? Is this something that you're potentially looking at as one of the negotiating tools with McCarthy and the Republicans in the House when it comes to the debt ceiling? No, 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 no. Turns out that what Sullivan says is that he's going to continue to push for even more spending because here's what they're doing under the original accounting method, which we all, as we all know, is called actual accounting. The United States was saying that the cost for the equipment sent included the cost of replacements to the United States. Guess what? 
That's how every business is required to report expenses. If you're sending something out and replacing it, you have to report both. If you did this on your taxes, you would go to jail. All right, maybe not jail, you'd be fined. But if a business did this, knowingly, willfully, deliberately lied to the government about what your expenses were, deliberately doubling your expenses or even or even trying to hide your expenses, yeah, uh, you would go to jail because that's called false accounting. But of course, this is what we're doing. So when you look at these videos out of Bakhmut, when you look at the videos out of this town, the devastation there, the battle, it's harrowing. And when you look at it fought for nearly a year, over 200 days, the largest battle of the 21st century. And of course, in the fog of war, especially given the information environment the way it is, it's so hard to even get specific numbers on how many people were killed. Of course, Russia is claiming that they killed hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians, and Ukraine is claiming the exact same thing when it, when it comes to Russia. Russia is also claiming that they've taken the entire city as well as the outskirts of the city. Ukraine is claiming they still have control of some of the outskirts and might be able to operationally encircle the city of Bakhmut around them. We'll see. Time will tell. But what we're also seeing on the ground here is that results speak for themselves. We were told this thing was about to be over. We were told Russia was about to collapse. We were told that all of this was happening, that Putin was about to die, that he was about to be deposed. Yet none of that's happened. Instead, this has turned into a slugfest. It's turned into a massive slugfest, people dying on both sides, and more importantly, people dying in the middle. When we went to Ukraine, my brother and I yesterday, or last year, when we went to Ukraine, we said the people caught in the middle of this, the families, the men, the women, the elderly that are caught here, the children, they don't deserve this. They don't deserve this at all. Just because the high leaders and the elites and the oligarchs want to go at it, people that are caught up in the middle, they just want to live their lives and they deserve to be able to live their lives in peace. So why is it that when we go to the G7, you don't hear anything from them about peace talks? You don't hear anything about, oh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to meet with the Russians and whether it's going to be Istanbul or Iceland or Helsinki, wherever it is, where's it going to be? Why is nobody talking about peace? There isn't a single person of all of those world leaders. And you got Schultz up there coming out uh, earlier today and saying, you know what? Ukraine doesn't meet the requirements for NATO membership. So the thing that started all of this, the NATO push into Ukraine and then Russia responding with the invasion, they're saying, oh, they're not even ready. Well, of course not. And you want to know why? Because you can't put a country that's at war with one of the largest nuclear powers in the world into your alliance, because that would create an automatic trigger for Article 5, an automatic trigger for Article 5, meaning direct war with Russia. You are not going to be able, and no NATO country, and sure they're going to send Schultz out there to say that, you know, he's going to do the dirty work because they're going to put it on him. You're never going to allow a country that's currently at war with Russia into NATO because they know that it can't be done. So once again, it's the people that are caught in the middle of the killing. Is World War III around the corner? Is disaster about to strike? See, we never know when. 
And that's why my Patriot Supply exists to give you the peace of mind of knowing that you've got a three month emergency food kit, which lasts up to 25 years, that is in storage. It's on the shelf, it's there when you or your family need it. And right now, there is a special deal if you go to preparewithposto.com that Human Events has partnered with My Patriot Supply. Fast and free shipping, you can save up to $200 per kit at preparewithposo.com. Make sure your family has the peace of mind. You'll have the peace of mind that when disaster does strike, or even if your car just breaks down, which, by the way, as producer Russ here on the program found out just last week, that you and your kids will have something to snack on. You throw it in the back of your car. I know road trips are coming up. We're going into summer. You will want to have this. Preparewithposo.com. You had a call with FBI Director Christopher Wray on Friday. You know that uh, James Comer has a subpoena out for the document that he wants to see. Are you going to be able to get that document? What went on with your call with the director of the FBI? Well, I want to be very clear with the FBI director that Congress has a right and we have the jurisdiction to oversee the FBI. This is one piece of paper that a chairman of a committee has requested to see. He hasn't even acknowledged whether he has this document, but he hasn't even provided it. I explained to the director that we will do everything in our power and we have the jurisdiction over the FBI that we have the right to see this document. Mm. I believe after this call, we will get this document. Look, I got to say, I appreciate what Speaker McCarthy is doing here because we need to understand which group of people has power in this country. Is it the deep state? Or is it the elected representatives of the people? It's a simple question. In our Constitution, it provides a simple answer. The people of the United States, through their representatives, have power. The unelected, unselected, in many cases unknown, operates in the shadows, deep state, does not have authority over Congress. And for so many years, the reason that they were allowed to grow unchecked and act unchecked was because Congress didn't do its job and actually stepped forward and put them in their place. Look, when Congress sends you a subpoena, you don't have a choice. You can't say, oh, we don't want to send that over. You know, that that little thing, no, we're not good right now. Maybe, maybe some other time. Not how it works. You are subordinate. You are subordinate to Congress. You're subordinate to who controls Congress. And last time I checked, right now, that's Speaker McCarthy and the House GOP. So you notice that all of this is being done right at the same time that they're in the debt ceiling negotiations. They're talking about money. They're talking about cuts. And so McCarthy understands that he's got a lot of leverage right now. That when he starts making phone calls, look, when the Speaker of the House calls your office and says, hey, boss, it's over at FBI. Chris Ray's secretary, his assistant is sitting there, executive, what do they say, executive assistant now. You can't say secretary anymore because it's not like Mad Men anymore. Not allowed to have those things. So they're sitting there, uh, boss, uh, Mr. Director, we've got a we've got a hot one for you. Who is it? You know, is it is it the director of the CIA? Is it um, is it someone out of Ukraine? Is it something important going on? What is it? Uh, it's the Speaker of the House. And he's he's not very happy because uh, it turns out um, we decided to stonewall on that subpoena which is a legal demand that, guess what? Congress and the Oversight Committee and the Weaponization Committee 
have a right to see. Now, what is this document? This is the document that we are told comes from a CHS, Confidential Human Source, a.k.a. a spy, who said, this is all the way back during the Obama administration, who said that they have information that Vice President Biden, because he was Vice President at the time, accepted money through his son in exchange for a favorable policy outcome. That's bribery. That's political corruption. That's crime. Such crimes are obviously under the remit of the FBI and national security. And let's be clear, that's an actual crime. When the FBI goes after uh, conservatives and Catholics, when they go after President Trump, you, you read some of the things that they go after and you are just shocked to even try to understand. You can't even follow their line of logic. What are we talking about here? How is this a crime? Like, oh, you sent too many text messages to somebody on January 6th. That's a crime. Okay, really? Is it? You, uh, or, or this obvious, you know, we know the DOJ, by the way, is going to be going after President Trump for seditious conspiracy. So what is a seditious conspiracy? Okay, it's made up. It's a made up situation. Because are you going to say, all right, so President Trump called up his buddies in the military. He said, okay, I found a couple of units that are ready to go. These units are, uh, are the ones that are going to drive the tanks down uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. They're going to blockade the White House so that no one is allowed to get in. And I'm not leaving. I ain't going. Did he do that? Did he ever find me the video? Find me the actual evidence of President Trump saying or doing that or anything like that. Or did he call the results of an election into question, exercising his legal right under the Constitution? It's very simple. That's not a conspiracy, and it's certainly not sedition. That's calling for election integrity. And we're allowed to do that in the United States because of something called the First Amendment and something called the Constitution. That's legal. But what Biden did, according to this document, which we have yet to see because the FBI won't release it, is that we have evidence through this. Now, a spy, CHS, that means this CHS found that evidence, presumably from another source, because I ain't trying to go steal dossier with this thing. We're going to follow the facts and we're going to follow the evidence. What was the evidence? What was your source? What's the chain of custody? What was the policy decision? Would that policy decision have not been made if not for this money going through? We're going to do all that because we want it to be a serious investigation into serious crimes and serious allegations here. We're not going to be like the left. We're not going to go and just spuriously show uh, dossiers and subsources and fight. No, 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 no. We want the facts. We want nothing but the facts. Because when we nail the Biden family to the wall for their corruption, it's going to stand for all of history. And let me ask you this. When it comes to any of this, these questions or any of these situations, can anybody within the sound of my voice, left, right, middle, whatever, can anyone explain to me why all the oligarchs of Ukraine, why all the oligarchs of China, why the oligarchs of Russia, Serbia, Kazakhstan, Romania, 
were paying millions of dollars to a crackhead for, we are told, consulting work. That crackhead who happened to be the son of Vice President Biden, the art dealer, oh, excuse me, the artist, artiste. Why were they paying millions of dollars to the crackhead? I think we all know the answer. I think everybody with common sense knows what that answer is. And you could get somebody from one of those countries to sit down and actually tell you, hey, this is what it was about. Because we already know this was a payoff. They weren't paying millions of dollars. I guarantee you, the oligarchs of China are not sending millions of dollars for fun. They're not sending it for free. That's a buyout. The same way they're using debt trap diplomacy all over South America, all over Africa, guess what? They're using it in the Biden house as well. Now, but right, what, what we can see is that there are reports of an explosion and there's a, there are, there's a picture, of course, suggesting the same right now. Explosion reported near Pentagon, of course. And uh, all right, uh, we are being joined by our expert um, international affairs, Madhav, das, Madhav Nalapat uh, on the phone line. Uh, Mr. Nalapat, uh, uh, of course, we do not have any official information about the cause of the blast, but right now the, uh, you know, reports coming in from RT, especially there's an explosion near Pentagon. How concerning is this, sir? Well, uh, one will have to check the, the, the type of explosion and the location because, unfortunately, the United States is a country awash in explosives. It's a relatively easy matter to procure explosive material uh, from department stores. So that explosion at the Pentagon this morning, all right? So when we're doing the, as I said last week, when we do the show prep here for Human Events Daily, we, we wake up, we're checking out what's going on online, we see what's going on, hey, what came in out of Ukraine, because that's the other side of the world, they're ahead of us, uh, what's going on in Europe, anything happening in D.C., I'm checking with sources, uh, on and off the phone, you know, fielding text messages, signal chats, that type of thing. And then all of a sudden I see this video that's purportedly an explosion at the Pentagon. And I'm saying, wait a minute, nobody over at the Pentagon texted me about this. No one in D.C. is talking about this. What is this deal about the explosion at the Pentagon? Then a couple of minutes later, we realize, okay, we've only seemed to have been able to find one angle of this thing. If there actually was an explosion at the Pentagon, and thank God there wasn't, we'd have multiple angles of this thing. You'd have people uh, chatter all over Twitter when it comes to something like that. And I'm glad I didn't tweet it out because, folks, it's one thing to be first, but it's another thing to be right. And so when you actually look at what happened, this was an AI photo. This was a deep fake. So when we were running our pre-creations, which by the way, we need to do some more of those because I feel like people just still aren't getting it yet. We were training you and conditioning you to be ready for something like this. And for those of you that have been paying attention, you didn't fall for it. But you know who did fall for it? The markets. Because apparently, and I'm hearing some people say, that a Bloomberg terminal even put this out because people were saying there were initial reports of an explosion at the Pentagon and people didn't know what was going on. And then other accounts started sharing it. Some Russian accounts were even sharing it because of course they would love to share something like that. They're the Russians. But what would actually happen? This is a deep fake. And so markets briefly went down 
because they thought the United States, our military headquarters, the Pentagon, had been attacked. Which, who even knows what that would mean? It was terrorist attack, military attack. Everyone's on edge right now. And we know that as crazy as things have been lately, something like that certainly could happen. We know. And unfortunately, we live in a real world. This is going to continue throughout this year, throughout Ukraine. It's going to happen in Taiwan. It's going to happen all throughout the South China Sea. And tell you something else. Don't think for a second that deep fakes and AI created images, videos, and audio will not play a role in the 2024 election. Remember the Access Hollywood video of President Trump and Billy Bush, 2016, October. Did you know that when President Trump and he makes that famous, uh, infamous comment, shall we say, you can't actually see him on video. You can't actually see Trump when those words are being spoken. You just hear his voice. So if all you can do is hear his voice, who's to say that you couldn't create a similar video of him doing it again? Maybe there's an extended version. The director's cut of the Access Hollywood video comes out. But it turns out that it's not actually him. It turns out it's actually a deep fake. And the voice you're hearing, even though it sounds exactly like him, has the exact same audio qualities of the original tape, that it's actually completely fake. What if it's him admitting taking money from Russia, admitting to doing the bidding of Vladimir Putin, admitting to hating Ukraine and wanting Ukraine to fall? Any number of things. Donald Trump Jr., Steve Bannon. Do you really think for a second that these things aren't all going to be coming? Because mark my words, they are already happening. And that's why here on Human Events Daily, what we did with President Biden, with the A. Alvin Bragg, with so many others, AOC, we are making a preemptive strike. Because that's how we roll. Because we'd rather be ready and prepared for when this thing actually happens rather than caught flat-footed like all the people on the street today. Because we've learned at this point to say, hold up, is that real or not? It's kind of like there was a, there was a fake um, Truth Social post going around this weekend from President Trump, never posted it. Yet people are saying, oh, that was real, this is funny, it was like about DeSantis, etc. But it wasn't real. Now, did I share it? No, no, no. What did I do? I went to Truth Social and I scanned his feed to see if it was there or not. It wasn't there. Photoshopped. Another way you can tell a Photoshop tweet, go and check the screenshots of the tweet when people are sharing it. If all of the numbers on the tweet are the same for every single screenshot, then it's more than likely fake. What do I mean? The amount of likes, the amount of retweets, the amount of impressions, if you can see that, the amount of bookmarks now, the amount of quote tweets, because an organic tweet, those numbers will change. They'll change second to second, minute to minute. But a Photoshop tweet is never going to change. Unless these guys get smart. The other one is the timestamp. 
So you can check the timestamp. You also want to see just the edges of the whole thing. Check the edges, check the, the ratio, etc. There are many ways to determine this, but most of mostly though, mostly what we are trying to do and what you must do going forward now. If you see something, check something. Because you don't know if the first thing you're seeing, and I say this by the way, with viral videos too. Because whenever you see a viral video, like the thing with the bike and the nurse up in New York City last weekend, even when I said the original George Floyd video, when you saw this video of Daniel Penny on the New York subway, what happened right before? What's the context? What am I looking at? If you react to something, and if you allow your emotions, because that is the target, to provoke your emotions, to elicit an emotional response from you. If you allow that to take over, then you've already lost. You must ask and you must be wary because the AI wars are coming. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.